across the United States, school boards, library boards, banning books. And some of those books are certainly books I would not have wanted my children checking out and reading. But have we gone too far? What now in Utah? The Bible banned? Under the rules adopted, one Utah school district has banned the Bible. Somebody used the same criteria to not allow the Holy Scriptures to be checked out. There is violence and even sexuality included in God's Word, I'm thinking in the Old Testament, like in Ezekiel and Judges. But does that mean inspired Scripture should not be allowed to be checked out? Our world today is complex. People want freedom only as they see freedom. But read all the Bible and you find two ways, the way of the righteous and the way of the wicked. God's way is the right way. Filled with the great story of redemption, I believe blessed are all who take refuge in him. Welcome to Haven Today here on Thursday. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And we're in a series this week called Becoming Jesus People. We've been thinking this week about this movement that some called the Jesus People Movement, hence our series title this week. Time magazine called it the Jesus Revolution. And this great revival seems to have started among the young people of the late 1960s and early 70s. Many of them were hippies, but not everyone who was blessed by this revival were. In a moment, we're going to hear more excerpts from the movie we've been telling you about called Jesus Revolution. One of the stories is about how the Lord saved a hippie named Greg Laurie. And Greg went on to become a pastor and an evangelist. But not just a pastor to hippies, a pastor to many who are seeking answers about God, like Carolyn Lambert. She's the mother of our executive producer, and she's also one of our volunteers here at Haven Ministries. The Lord led Carolyn to Greg Laurie's church back in the 70s. She was seeking answers as a young mom. I think you'll be blessed listening to her story. Well, I grew up in a Christian home. My whole family on my mom's side was part of a major denomination. And I even went to a college associated with that denomination. But in time, after getting married in 1967, uh, I just drifted away from the Lord. We didn't attend a church and just lived life. And then my first child was born, my first son, and shortly thereafter, my second son. And I began to contemplate what I was going to teach them about spiritual things. I wasn't content to go back to that denomination because I felt at the time that it was superficial. And so um, as I was contemplating what I would teach these wonderful little boys, the Lord sent my uncle into our lives to do some handiwork. We were remodeling a home we had had bought, and I began talking to him and asking him questions, and my heart was stirred again toward the Lord, 
And I had a friend who had been attending Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa with Chuck Smith, and she was so, so enthused and so blessed. And one day I was driving along Arlington Avenue in Riverside, where we lived, and I saw Calvary Chapel Riverside, and I asked my friend, so is that associated with the church you've been attending? And she said, yes. Well, I was talking to my uncle, and at the time my husband wasn't interested in attending church, but I said, do you think it'd be okay if I went and my husband didn't go? And he said, honey, when the Lord calls you, you follow him no matter who goes with you. And that was uh, the impetus I needed. So I took my young boys, about three and 18 months at the time, and we started attending. And I had never seen or felt the Holy Spirit in the way that I did there. In fact, it brought me to tears, and to this day it still does, at the joy and the love for the Word. I had never heard preaching where it was verse by verse, and there was such an emphasis on it, not just for the adults, but for the children as well. It was a wonderful experience, and it wasn't just an experience. It was teaching that sunk deeply into my soul. And uh, there's never been a time since then that I have doubted the Lord and His mighty power and uh, made many friendships there. People who came from all sorts of denominations or walks of life, and I was associating with people that I hadn't had opportunity to in the past, and it was just a wonderful time that I always say the Spirit was so sweet at that time because we were a band of seekers, I guess, would be the thing. Uh, you know, they're all often called Jesus freaks, and I learned to embrace that term. I thought it was a wonderful, a wonderful insult that was really a compliment to the Lord. Well, thank you so much, Carolyn Lampert, for taking some time to share with her son and our executive producer how the Lord drew her back to him through the Jesus People Revival. Stay with me. We're going to hear more stories of revival as we turn to God's Word and as we ponder how the gospel is a radical message of belonging and love. And then after the program, I'd like to send you the brand new movie on DVD called Jesus Revolution. This movie was a surprise hit in the theaters a few weeks ago, and I know it'll be a hit in your home as you watch this true story about the Jesus People Revival. And it's my prayer it will encourage all of us to be praying for revival and to start sharing the good news of Jesus. You can watch some excerpts from the movie and make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Or call us after the program at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. And just before we hear our first song, let me remind you, we still have the Chronicles of Narnia Radio Theater Collector's Tin 
with all seven of C.S. Lewis's books turned into an audio production that are like cinema of the mind as you listen. We have that for your gift as well. And now I want us to open the program with second chapter of Acts. They started out back in the early days of the Jesus movement, the second chapter of Acts, an Easter song, a song I thought we should hear today, typically heard at Easter. It talks about being born again because Christ is risen. I'm Charles Morris. You're listening to Haven Today, and this is a program called Becoming Jesus People. God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. Sin separates us from God and prevents us from experiencing his love and plan. Two unchangeable laws about the universe. Bill Bright, who founded Campus Crusade, called them the spiritual laws. But really, they're just different parts of the one great gospel story found in the Bible. We've been telling the story of Pastor Chuck Smith and the Jesus People Movement from the 1970s this week. And when we hear movement or revolution, we sometimes might think about extremes or extravagant displays, but it wasn't. The Jesus Revolution, as Time Magazine called it, led to millions becoming Jesus people, and it was humble in its origin. It was a moment of welcoming in the others, hippies, who everyone thought were a lost cause. Chuck Smith, a pastor, 
was uncomfortable with it at first, something the movie shows us in comedic fashion. Listen now to a scene from the new Jesus Revolution movie where Chuck meets the hippie Lonnie Frisbee for the very first time. My stars. Hi, Chuck Smith. Who are you? How do you know my name? Oh, your daughter told me. And when she picked me up. You tell me right now where my daughter is. Jeanette! What? Here. Who is this? Lonnie. Hi. Hi. Uh, would you mind just uh, stepping outside for a minute, Mr. Not at all. Frisbee, Lonnie Frisbee. Frisbee. Thank you. Sugar by any chance. What is going on? You said you wanted God to send you a hippie. I said that. But I did not mean it. Dad, I am telling you, there's something about this guy. We talked all night. He pretty much blew my mind. I spent the night with him? He could be an axe murderer. Anyone could be an axe murderer. Look, just listen for ten minutes, and if you think he's crazy, I'll throw him out myself. His house has a very good vibe. He was uncomfortable with the idea of his daughter talking with hippies. He said he wanted God to bring him a hippie, but he wasn't really serious. Yet in walked Lonnie who was a hippie, but a hippie who was devoted to Jesus Christ as his Savior. A hippie committed to sharing the good news of Jesus to anyone who would listen to him. Lonnie was devoted to the way, the truth, and the life. And it was this encounter that led the late Chuck Smith to realize they were searching for it. They were wanting something real, somewhere to belong. Somewhere they could be accepted and loved. Like the hippies in this scene from Jesus Revolution, they were looking for, in one word, home. Excuse me, who are you? Hi, Chuck. Uh, th- that's Ron. This is Mickey. That's Lynette at the table. Hey, New brothers and sisters. Hope it's okay. They stay here, too. Isn't it great, Dad? No, it's, it's not. Oh. Oh. And I'm Connie. Yes, my wife, Connie. You're married. Wow, you're a real pastor, huh? That's a trip. We're going to have some questions for you, mister. Uh, maybe later. Are they camping in my yard? Oh, it's okay. Don't worry about them. They're used to it. They don't mind. Wait till you see who's in here. That's a clip from the Jesus Revolution movie. Pastor Chuck Smith's life was upended by Lonnie and his friends. It was overwhelming at first. But over time, Chuck realized that these people needed Christ too. Not only that, but that they were ripe for hearing the gospel, the true gospel. Many of them had grown up in authoritarian environments. They were forced to go to church, forced to live and act in a certain way, unable to express themselves. Christianity to them felt more like control than it did freedom. But Chuck saw in Lonnie and in the hippie community a deep longing for truth, and he stepped in with the gospel to lead the way. The Jesus movement was a mass turning to the Lord Jesus in the gospel. True love is found in the face of Jesus. God loves you and has a wonderful plan. Sin separates you from God, but, and this is the third spiritual law, Jesus Christ is the only solution for our sin. Through him alone, we can experience God's love and God's plan. This is what Lonnie and the Jesus movement were all about. Teaching people that, yes, they were searching for truth, 
and turning away from harmful ways of living, but they shouldn't turn away from Jesus because in Jesus, their longing for home was satisfied because in Jesus alone, they had a place to belong, to be welcomed and to be loved. This is what Chuck Smith and the Jesus movement learned. The gospel is a radical message of belonging and love, not rigidity and control. Like the Apostle Paul puts it, it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. Freedom, not control, not bondage, true freedom. Freedom to love the Lord with all our hearts and souls and minds and strength. Freedom to love our neighbor without fear that we will lose ourselves or miss the truth. This is true freedom. And this freedom is found in Jesus. He came to love his people, to stand with them in their suffering, to heal and to teach them about his kingdom. And he came to pay the price of admission. In him and in his resurrection, we have victory over death. We have access to the Father. As Ephesians 2 says, by the Spirit, he brings us into the kingdom and he saves us. This is why we say Jesus Christ is the only provision for our sin. In him alone, we find forgiveness and redemption. There's this great chasm that exists between us and the Lord. And in our sin, there is nothing we can ever do to cross that chasm. We can't work hard enough. We can't be good enough. We're stuck on one side. But Jesus came and bridged the gap. And he comes to us instead of expecting us to go to him. He comes to us and he brings us into his kingdom. This message that I'm sharing today and we're sharing this week will change your life. So many of us have grown up in knowing the right answers, but we still think about Christianity as control. We think about it as making us do X, Y, and Z, forcing us to be a certain way, forcing us to believe or to act in a certain way. But the true freedom, freedom that comes in Christ, frees us from that mindset. Christ frees us to love the Lord. And in that freedom, we're pointed toward what is right, what is true, what is excellent. We no longer have to obsess about control, being forced to do and be. Instead, we are free to be who we truly are in Christ, to be loved and accepted by him, to be forgiven of our sin and changed by his grace so we can live lives that honor and glorify him. This is the gospel, radical acceptance and radical change. This was the message that changed so many lives and started a revolution of men and women turning to the Lord Jesus. It is a message of hope. It is a message of grace. It is a message of truth and love. It is a message we all so desperately need to hear today in our complex world. Instead of trying so hard to conform, instead trust in Jesus and let him and let his spirit change your heart and send you out to love your neighbor and to share his good news with anyone who's ready to hear. Would you pray with me for a moment right now? Lord, it is so amazing 
to hear these stories coming out of a decade or two before us, to hear how you were moving in the 60s and the 70s with hippies and then leading hippies to come to faith in Christ and that others that were not hippies also came to faith in Christ. Lord, why can't we believe that you can do the same thing today? To take the outcast, to take the unwanted, the spurned, and to invade their hearts with the glory of Christ. May we see that happen in our lives and in the lives of others. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. very first Maranatha Praise album, The Maranatha Singers and Seek Ye First. Haven't heard that in a while, have you? Here on this haven today, I'm Charles Morris, Becoming Jesus People. 
Well, as you just heard earlier in the program, the revival in the 70s that has been called the Jesus People Movement or the Jesus Revolution began when hippies, yes, hippies, started to come to know Christ. But it wasn't only hippies who were saved. The revival spread like most revivals do, and soon people from all walks of life came to know Jesus as Savior and Lord. And when you watch the new movie called Jesus Revolution, you'll see this. You'll see how Greg and Kathy Laurie came out of the hippie movement and how they met Jesus. But you'll also see how Pastor Chuck Smith and his square, in quotation marks, family grew closer to the Lord because of this revival. Jesus Revolution. It's an inspiring movie that I believe will encourage you to keep praying for revival today, first in your heart, but then in the hearts of those around you. And it could be a great way to share the gospel with people in your life who have not yet met Jesus. So why don't you come to our website right now? Watch some excerpts from the Jesus Revolution DVD and then make your gift at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. Or call us right now at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. And just as we go, if you wanted to but didn't get to the Chronicles of Narnia radio theater presentation of C.S. Lewis's classic books, we still have the collector's tin of CDs for your gift as well. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when on Friday... We'll again get to share this great story. It's a revival story here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. One of the most painful experiences in the world is also at the same time the most beautiful. I'm talking about childbirth. If you've ever been in the room, you know that the delivery of a baby takes blood, sweat, and tears. One evening, Jesus was conversing with a Jewish leader and said these powerful words in John 3.3, Truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they're born again. Do you want to see the kingdom of God? It takes blood, sweat, and tears, but not from the person being born. Just as a baby is helpless in their delivery, we are helpless in our salvation. We are made to be born again by the Spirit who gives life. Grow in your walk with Christ. Visit GetAnchor.com.